Hey everybody, uh, we've dealt with some audio issues before here on Improv Tabletop. You might notice that they're a little bit more pronounced in this episode than usual. We still think it's a great story, we're very excited for you to hear it. Just wanted you to be aware of that up front. Okay, on with the show. Last time on Improv Tabletop. We had just followed our heroes, the Merry Pokemon, Decidui, Ditto, and Farfetch'd out of the caves, where they were met with a few different choices as far as how they could get to Don Giovanni's castle. They decided to take the river and along the way ran into some bounty hunters led by an Alolan executor who was hoping to turn them in and get a cash reward from Don Giovanni. But right before executors Drowsy and Hypno Squad could hypnotize our heroes, a rogue scyther came in from nowhere and removed the executor from the equation and led our heroes to the area where Don Giovanni's rock Pokemon were beginning to build the moat that was supposed to host the Garadine, the Garadine, the Gyaradoses. So, after causing an earthquake as a Diglett, Ditto decided to play god for a moment and tricked the Onyx Foreman into believing that he was Arceus. After making it past that obstacle, they made it into the grounds of the castle itself. But there was one final obstacle to get through, a series of Gardevoir, the royal Gardevoir, guarding the interior of the castle grounds. So Ditto, going from God, went to Lover, turned into a Gallade, and charmed all of the Gardevoir, but ended up with one who was maybe a little bit more charmed than the others, and after a very brief but powerful fling, they decided they would see other Pokémon instead. And we ended with all of our heroes going down a secret passageway into the underbelly of Don Giovanni's castle. What's going to happen when they arrive down there in the dungeons? Let's find out here in the world of the Merry Pokémon. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Justin Porter, a.k.a. JP, and will I ever get over the normal issues that I have? Connor Wood, currently munching on some dark chocolate and silencing his cat, but not in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) Christian Randall, my cat is just cuddled in a window right now, being heckin' adorable. Yeah, I don't know where my cat is right now, but it's his one-year adoption day, so we're, we're celebrating over here in my little pad. Good old lord of his manor. Yeah, it's been a while since I've plugged Count Strahd von Zarevich, my cat, who is the Dark Lord of Barovia, given a feline form. <laughs> you can follow him on Instagram, at a cat named Strahd. I haven't posted in a long time. Ned, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are his roommate. You're living in his domain. Yeah, you know, every vampire needs to have a familiar, and, you know, he's found one in me. <laughs> you got a familiar in me. <laughs> it's probably all the opposable thumbs. That's why he wants you around. Yeah, I, I am very useful to him because of my primate qualities. <laughs> Speaking of primate qualities, you guys go tumbling down this chute and you find yourselves in one of the prison cells. There is a kind of tapestry on the wall that you tumble out through and then it settles back down over the wall, hiding the entrance. And the first thing that you notice as you land is you can see a primate walking behind the bars on the other side of the door, just doing a little patrol of this hallway. Guys, I think we're in a tight spot. Nope. 
This guy looks like he knows where to find the best bananas around. We probably want to stay on his good side. Good that we're on the same page. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to that primate. Well, ho there. The primate turns towards you very rigidly and does like a little salute kind of out of reflex. And the big metal bangle on its wrist smacks up against its helmet and makes a big clanging noise. And he kind of starts cursing under his breath and says, Ah, new prisoners, I've not seen you in this dungeon before, but I'm glad to have you here because it's it's pretty... We don't often get exciting people such as yourselves, and I get very bored. <laughs> this is actually a classic mistake. See, we are actually here, um, me and my friends, here as the entertainment, and we're here to see Don Giovanni, but we must have made a wrong turn somewhere, and this is where we ended up. <laughs> as it turns out, we are actually prison entertainment. We're here. Roll to overcome with sneaky. He's going to roll with clever. I'm going to hear him say that. I'm going to like pull out a feather and then shoot an arrow at it, like, whoa, look at these cool little tricks we do and like juggle some stuff i got a four. Oh well he got a minus one so he sees you guys doing your little routine and he goes oh it wouldn't be the first time that the entertainment has gotten thrown in the dungeon before the job began don't worry this is more common than you'd think and pulls out <laughs> a ring of keys and unlocks the door to your cell oh nice why thank you thank you come on boys let's go uh practice for our acts I begin juggling my one Pokeball. I'm tossing it up and down. It's not a very good juggling act, but I'm doing it. <laughs> and he goes, yes, the green room is a couple floors up. We've got a craft service table there. We've got some crudités and some fruit gushers. So just feel free to help yourselves before the performance. Oh, um, I don't mean to be that guy, but do you know the name of the company that's catering? Because Ooh, I had yeah, Pokey yeah. Crafts cater one of my other events, and it was a nightmare. They were very subpar. No, this, is, this here is catered by... Uh, chancey Chance Chance Chance. Oh, no, they're great. I yeah, love no them. warning for a treat. They've got a really good soft-boiled egg going. And I really love their slogan. Take a chance with Chancey Chance Chance Chance. <laughs> I say that all the time. Yeah, there, there was that time where they got into the lawsuit with ABBA because they tried to use Take a Chance as their theme song without getting permission. And they're very litigious, ABBA. <laughs> Super embarrassing. Not to be confused with the psychic medium Abra. Different act. Very common misconception, though. Yeah, there's the more that you try to to combine stuff that's going on in the Pokemon world and stuff that's going on in the human world, the more you just run into all of these really <laughs> bad legal situations. It's messy. So, in any case, <laughs> the green room is right up the stairs, a couple flights, and then down the hallway. Oh, it's going to be very exciting. Don Giovanni has just finished outfitting all of the Magikops with the EXP share helmets and is going to do one big old battle to just try and evolve all of them at once. Oh, great. Well, we will make sure to really, all right. uh, well, really um, get things going. We hmm. hope to see you there. And if so, we might call for an audience uh, to interact with us, so raise your hand high. <laughs> I appreciate the thought, but I'm not allowed to leave the dungeons. I was born here and I'll die here. <laughs> you mean you'll faint here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I, will, I will faint here. Yes, and I, will, and I will say hello to Arceus and we'll have a grand time. Ah, uh, yes, the fateful day when you arrive at the diamond and pearly gates. <laughs> the diamond and pearly oh my gates. Oh I'll give God. you a fate point for that. That was very good. <laughs> awaits us all. Oh, man. Well, it's been a pleasure. We will bid you adieu at this time. And I'm gonna bird walk up the stairs. See you, monkey. All right. You guys have, like, some little press passes that he gave you, so you're able to make it past the other guards as you're walking through. 
and eventually you make it to the green room, you can see that there's a couple other Pokemon in here that are kind of tidying up the place. Appears to be like the tech crew. There are a bunch of Lampent there that are floating around and they've got a bunch of like colored gels that they're putting in front of themselves to change the color of the light that they're casting. <laughs> there's like some Loudrid that are getting ready to like set up the sound system for the event. <laughs> so a lot of technicians bustling about. They're all dressed in their black turtlenecks and black slacks so that they'll be unobtrusive during the show. The stage manager, who happens to be a Dragonite, we'll say, just for fun, <laughs> spicy, turns towards you a big old clipboard and says, Ah, yes, the entertainment for the halftime show. I'm glad that you've made it. Boy, so are we. And uh, we got quite the show planned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you ever seen this before? And I start doing the little hands on the wall. Yeah, you mean have I seen a Mr. Mime speak before? I cannot say that I have. <laughs> I can do more than just speak. Mewtwo. This is a a vocal warm-up. You know, he still needs to practice his vocal cords and get vocal warm-up, even if he's not going to be using them. I mean, don't don't patronize us. We're the actors. All right. Um, Yeah, but we're excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. respect the process. Yeah, so you guys continue warming up in whatever way works best for you. If you want to do, like, some blind freeze or maybe a singing game to warm up or whatever, we'll just ignore you because I hate that stuff personally. But you guys have have 10 minutes until curtain goes up and that's when the big event is starting. Whew, thank you, Ten. All right, guys, <laughs> let's do this. If we haven't been putting off the people who don't understand all of our Pokemon references, at least we're also putting off the people who don't understand our theater references. Oh, yeah, all about that really, really, really niche market. Oh, yeah, this one's for a very specific crowd. All right, boys, let's gather. Let's huddle. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I got us here where the entertainment. Where do you think Don Giovanni's going to sit? What are we going to do from here? Well, I have the beginnings of a plan and uh, make sure no one's looking and then I transform into a Jigglypuff. <gasps> yep, we're gonna sing him to sleep. Check this out. Jigglypuff. We gotta make sure he's loud enough to make sure that we put everybody asleep. Oh, uh, believe you me, we'll find a way. I think I can help with that. Farfetched, your assignment, should you choose to accept it. Find me a cottony, get me some cotton so we can stuff our ears. Duly noted. Got it. Oh yeah, you guys are going to need that because it's going to be real sleepy. Absolutely, Ditto. You do those vocal warm-ups to really make sure that Dragonite doesn't look over here because it'll make him uncomfortable. Uh, And I'm going to go over to the Loud Red and I'm going to uh, make sure that you have the most powerful amp at our disposal. Oh good, we're doing more of these. Mewtwo, (laughs) Mewtwo, Mewtwo. I'm warming up. Oh boy. So yeah, I'm going to go over to the um, Loud Red and I'm gonna I was just wondering uh I know that this battle's gonna go into a two-parter it's gonna have that first opening bit to really get the crowd going we'll have that nice timeout to make sure that Don Giovanni's Pokemon wins uh and during that time we're gonna be performing a really powerful ballad that'll really pump up the Pokemon was want to make sure that you guys had an amp that could really sustain and broadcast that sound as much as possible and you see a few of the smaller loudrid turn towards one really big loudrid who's got his back to you has like a jean jacket with the sleeves cut off you can see there's a bandana around its head and turns around and it's got like the squirtle squad sunglasses Ooh yeah and he goes, oh, don't you worry. DJ Dread has you covered. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> Remember when this started out as medieval fantasy? DJ <laughs> <laughs> Dredd's back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he's just, he's just a bard. Exactly. DJ Dread, the Loudred Bard. Well, 
I have total confidence in you, and with those sunglasses, I mean, how could I doubt? Kind of pulls the sunglasses down a little bit and says, if I hear that you're doubting my abilities, then I am going to pwn you into the ground. And there's just this big old blast of sound that comes out of his ears. (laughs) I'm going to get up to Ditto as Jigglypuff and take a couple of my quills out, start doing like makeup, brushing on, making sure that the stage makeup is right. The lights aren't going to hit him weird. Sweet. And I come back with some cotton that I'm assuming there was some sort of sheep Pokemon. I'm I'm sure there's sheep Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. They were nice enough to give me some of their cotton. We'll fasten together little earplugs to put in right before he sings. I do want to say, team. This plan, while looking completely foolproof and perfect, does have me worried about one thing. What's that, Decidueye? Well, what I'm assuming is going to happen is Don Giovanni's got the experience share set up on his Pokemon, and he's going to have his one powerful Pokemon take out one or a few big Pokemon to level up his Magikarp. My worry is, if we even miss a few people with this song, we run, run the risk of a bunch of rampaging Gyarados. Gyaradoses? Gyaradai? What are we- f- we landed on Gyaradoses, I Gyaradinses. That sounds more correct. Gyaradinses. So, in the event that everything goes wrong, which I'm not saying it will, but look at our track record, I think we should have a backup plan that involves- well, I don't know that I want to put it out into the ether too powerfully, but I was hoping we could maybe channel all that experience into our good friend Farfetch'd here to get him to evolve. Oh, I like that. Because we know we do have that secret weapon is we still have that one experience share that we ended up getting from that cart we robbed. Very true. If the song looks like it's not going to work, my plan of action will be drop down immediately and begin removing the experience shares from the Magikarps. So all the experience flows directly to whoever's wearing the last one, which will be you, Farfetch'd. Now I don't know if I'm, like, excited for this to work or not. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is a win-win for me. Well, if everything goes according to plan, you'll be a surfetch before the sun sets, and Don Giovanni will be dead in the ground, or at least... Fainted. Yes, fainted. he'll be fainted for a bit. Or at least go blasting off again. He's going to blast off at least a couple times. All right, let's do this. And you hear Dragonite go, All right, one-minute warning, everybody. Thank you, one. All right, I think for the most effective thing, we're going to put in our cotton right before he starts singing, and we'll be the backup dancers to keep an eye on uh, anybody who isn't affected by the powerful song. Okay, well, I'm ready when you guys are. (laughs) I'm nervous. I haven't jiggly puffed in a while. (laughs) And all of the technicians start moving up the stairs into the stadium, and you can see that there's like a little alcove off to the side for you guys to wait until it's time for you to perform. The stadium itself is very grandiose. It's got the vibe of almost like a medieval parliamentary kind of room with the elevated seating leading down to like the lectern in the middle. You can see that in front of that lectern area is this big, wide Pokemon battlefield. It's been outfitted as well such that it's a raised platform over a pool of water. And you see swimming down there amongst the water is a ton of Magikarps, all of them with these helmets strapped to their heads. They're just like bumping into each other because they're not already not very coordinated, but now they've got these massive pieces of metal to deal with. <laughs> Would you say they look like fish with bicycle helmets? Maybe <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's exactly what I'm hoping for. I'm like almost intimidated and then I see what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, currently they look like a team of completely incompetent idiots. 
but they're hoping to make you understand the power that's inside, as it were. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to check, just out of professional curiosity, mm -hmm. with this horde this size, are any of them golden in color? Uh, go ahead and just roll a luck check for me. I don't add anything to that, do I? Uh, you can spend a fate point if you want to try and boost it. <laughs> well, I got a negative two, so I'm going to spend a fate point to re-roll that because shiny hunting is worth the sacrifice. <laughs> okay, well, no, that's just a plus one. <laughs> yeah, there are unfortunately no shiny magic harps that you can see here in this pool. That's fair. The odds are not great. They're obscenely small, yeah. But yeah, you can see that seated all throughout the raised seating all around this central platform various people all wearing the clan rocket garb a bunch of clan rocket goons some of them maybe a bit higher up on the chain it's got kind of a medieval times sort of vibe where they've also got like these <laughs> plates in front of them with like half of a cooked chicken and a goblet with your choice of carbonated soft drink <laughs> and they're just chatting back and forth getting ready for the show and then the lights go down and all of the colored, I, I just barely forgot the name of the lantern Pokemon, the Lampent <laughs> come out with their different colors and they start shooting like spotlights all over the place. You hear the Loudred starting to let out this low rumble. And then from behind the lectern area, you see a set of doors slide open and from inside marches forth Don Giovanni himself dressed in a very regal cape, a crown upon his head, very flamboyant jewels upon his fingers and about his neck. And as he walks into the arena, all of the clan rocket members begin applauding and cheering. And he places one hand on the lectern and places the other one up and is kind of drinking in the adulation of the crowd. And as they begin to quiet down, he clears his throat a little bit and says, Welcome to the Battle of the Century. <laughs> and all of the Clan Rocket members begin cheering like crazy. And he looks down at all of the Magikarp in the pool and gives a wicked little grin before snapping his fingers. And you see a couple Clan Rocket members pull these cage-like crates up onto the platform. And one of them opens the first cage and out hops a Kangaskhan that looks very nervous and is glancing around at all of the people in the stands. And Don Giovanni says... Before we begin, allow me to introduce your champion. And the clan rocket members start chanting slowly under their breath. You can't quite make out what they're saying because it's so low, but it's this repeating two-syllable word. And after a while, Don Giovanni begins to join in with them, and you hear all of the clan rocket members going, You too. <laughs> and as it reaches a crescendo, you see from above a hatch opens up and this purple light shines down as Mewtwo descends from above. And it's like when Mewtwo has all of those metal pieces of armor, mm -hmm. just this insane looking Mewtwo, but there's a lot more like spikes and stuff on there. Very medieval looking, just completely blacked out armor. And you can see a faint red glow coming from the eye slits in the helmet. 
and Kangaskhan looks up at this Mewtwo and is just like trying to backpedal its way out of the arena, but there's a couple Clan Rocket members who are like grabbing it by the arms and pushing it back in. And Don Giovanni turns to DJ Dredd and says, music please <laughs> and the battle music begins to play and a set of cage like walls come up around the arena to make sure that Kangaskhan can't get out and Kangaskhan begins attempting to battle against Mewtwo oh no she's got a baby yeah we should help out that mom I have an idea let's see if we can subtly use some of our status affecting moves that way we're not obviously hitting the Pokemon but we can use like I don't know, growl or something to help her out. Everybody join in, let's growl. <laughs> You're right. We have to find a way to not have that Kangaskhan with all that juicy, juicy EXP faint and start beefing up these little fishies. Ditto, I think this is on you. We mentioned it earlier, but chancy, chancy, chance, chance. I think uh, we can probably use the help of a chancy right now to maybe beef up the Kangaskhan. Give me a sec, give me a sec. And I'm Blissle uh, on oh, accident. Okay, not bad. Blissle do. So from up in the arena, you see Kangaskhan is hopping around, trying to dodge as much as it can. But after a while, so Mewtwo is kind of like toying with the Kangaskhan, sending out psychic blasts kind of like all around it, making it dance as it were. But after a while, you see the light coming out of the isolates kind of harden, and it's going to try and cast Psycho Cut against this Kangaskhan. Yowza. So it's going to roll with Forceful and actually rolls pretty darn bad. Only a plus one. Kangaskhan is going to dodge with Quick, getting a plus two, actually. Let's go! So manages to leap out of the way just in time, but is panting heavily and looking around as if trying to find any way to get out of this arena here. I'm going to try and use applause if I can, just to hype up our Kangaskhan. At least give it some survivability. Smart and it'll blend in with the crowd. Yeah, go ahead and roll to create an advantage with Flashy. Flashy! That is a positive one. All right, yeah. So you have successfully created the advantage. The aspect I'm going to create here is cheerleaders. Why not? Ha, cool. <laughs> and you're going to get one free invoke on that aspect that you can use to assist this Kangaskhan. Oh, yeah. Do I pass it to someone else at this point? We'll sit. Yeah, we'll, we'll be formally in an exchange at this point. Mewtwo has gone. Ditto has gone. Who would you like to pass it to next? I'm going to get it off to Farfetch'd. Well, shoot, my heroicness in me wants to jump in, but I can't. Um, I don't even know any of Farfetch's moves. I know cut. That is it. <laughs> um, just going to get in, uh, in position for when uh, he starts singing and um, pass it on to Decidueye for right now. All right. Um, I'm going to look around and see. Have they have they finished setting up the halftime show like stage before the show started? You see that there's a bunch of the technicians who have like prop pieces ready to bring them on the stage as soon as they get their cue. Gotcha. But this, the sound has probably been set up. They're not going to be plugging things in like that. Yeah, sound is already good to go. All right. I'm going to turn to um, Ditto and I'm going to say, looks like we're not going to wait till halftime to do this show. And I'm going to give him a wink and I'm going to use Brave Bird. Oh, 
That's um, an attack that makes my guys faint a lot. <laughs> yeah, so Brave Bird, canonically in Le Pokemon, is a move that does a lot of damage, but it also hurts the user. So I was wondering if I could use this and then take up to you deciding on how big of a punchback I take, whether it's a major, medium, or minor. Yeah, I'll say, depending on how well you roll, I'll say that you can add to this attack an extra number of stress against the opponent equal to the amount of stress corresponding with whatever consequence you take. Gotcha. So what I specifically want to do is I want to spread my wings out. I can't really fly, but I can kind of glide with my wingy wings. I'm going to glide down towards there, and as I'm gliding, I'm going to pull out basically all of the feathers that allow me to fly. I'm going to pull them back and kind of start with my trump card, and I'm going to release a bunch of arrows all at once to strike all of the experience share helmets. Mm. And I'm going to use Taurus Eye, my stunt. Yeah, go ahead then and roll to attack with Clever. You kind of get into the zone, you leap up, time starts to slow down a little bit around you. Go ahead and roll that and see what you get. That is a plus five. Very nice. So it may surprise you to hear this, but Magikarps are kind of inept and not necessarily hard to hit. <laughs> so you start loosing off all of these arrows and there's these little sort of poke magical explosions that start going up in the water all around the arena. And there's a bunch of the clan rocket members up in the stands who are just like, man, look at the pyrotechnics. This show is great. But you notice <laughs> that Don Giovanni from behind his lectern is starting to get very suspicious of what's going on here. Uh, roll to overcome with Sneaky to see if you can avoid being noticed by him. My plan was not to avoid notice. It was to land directly in front of Kangaskhan and take oh, up a defensive gotcha. posture. So yeah, we don't have to worry about that. You <laughs> land right in the middle and Don Giovanni begins to seethe and fume. You can see the smoke coming out of his ears and he turns to the rest of Clan Rocket and says, a change of plans, my friends. We're going to kill this interloper and make him faint. <laughs> and I spread my wings with their missing feathers now, and I'm going to accept, if I may, a major consequence. A major consequence. And I'm going to add that to the damage I did to all the experience shares down on the Magikarps, and I'm going to shout out, are you not entertained? <laughs> and then I'll give a little glinty eye up to Farfetch'd, give him a wink, reminding him to put on that experience share so all of this goes to him. And then I'll stand in front of Mewtwo. All right. And I do. I put it on. Okay. But I'd like to pass it to Mewtwo if that's possible. Okay, yeah. The major consequence that you're going to get in return for being able to eliminate all the other EXP share helmets is Mewtwo's sworn enemy. Whoa. Okay. I mean, there, there is still history there. Clan Rocket. Mm -hmm. So Mewtwo looks down towards you and begins swirling its weird ball-ended fingers in the air and you feel it's like a wind is tearing at your mind. Going to use a Psy Strike against you, Ooh. and it's going to attack with Clever, try and get into your weak points. How would you like to try and defend against this? I am going to not try and defend very much. I'm going to try and mostly get in front of Kangaskhan and her little baby. Okay. Since you're standing your ground, roll to defend with forceful. 
Ooh, that's a negative two. Mewtwo also didn't roll super great, is still at a plus two though, and is going to spend a fate point to invoke Mewtwo's sworn enemy to bring that up to a plus four. So is that six stress? That it is. Okay. <laughs> Still have two more consequences you can use to. Yeah, I'm going to choose a moderate consequence, which I think takes care of four of them, and then just take two stress. Okay. So, yeah, the moderate consequence that we're going to give to you is crippling remorse. Ooh. You feel this psi strike buffeting against your mind. It just dredges up all of these memories of when you were working for Clan Rocket yourself. You feel this intense shame about the fact that you have betrayed the people that you used to work with. I'll fall to one knee, my owlish eyes squinted against the pain of my own mind. And with that, I think that brings us to the top of the next exchange. Mewtwo is going to pass it over to Ditto. Okay, I'm Chansey currently. I'm gonna use double team and just put a bunch of Chanseys kind of throughout the crowd with the intention of getting close to Don Giovanni. Okay, go ahead and roll to overcome with Sneaky then. It's going to roll with Clever to see if he catches onto your ruse. Right, right, right. That is a positive three. I'm I'm gonna go ahead, just because I want this to work, I'm gonna use my Invoke Cheerleader Mm -hmm. to give that a plus two. Yeah, so all of your double team Chansey clones throughout the crowd start giving up these cheers and all the members of Clan Rocket are very distracted by this. You've got this unexpected battle going on in the arena. You've got chances all around. And so that brings you up to a plus five against Don Giovanni's plus four. Nice. <gasps> nice. Alright, well, yes. And and again, with that, I, I want that to be my move, but the intention is to get close to Mr. Giovanni. And that, that is going to be my turn. I will pass it to Kangaskhan. Yeah, for sure. And so you managed to make it right into the seats directly behind Don Giovanni. So you're out of his sight at the moment. Now, Kangaskhan looks up at uh, Decidui, who is now standing in front of her, and goes, It's going to be a difficult fight, but I think I can maybe do it. Well, now you can for sure, I hope. And so Kangaskhan is going to start leaping up into the air, gaining elevation the way that you might on a trampoline with each subsequent bounce, getting up higher and higher and higher. And on the final hit against the ground is going to use Stomp to try and just like send out a shockwave across the arena and cause some more confusion. So we're gonna see how Kangaskhan does with that, going to overcome with Forceful. Actually, we'll create an advantage with Force. We'll see how that does. And gets a plus three. So the aspect that we're going to create here is going to be called Shattered Foundation. You see the power of this stomp is starting to crack the floor of the arena. The bars that are up around the walls of the arena are starting to topple over. And so Cracked Foundation, you've got two free invokes on this aspect. Nice. And that's going to do it for Kangaskhan. We're going to pass it over to Farfetched. The hero side of me is just overcome. I have to be the hero, and so I'm going to jump behind Mewtwo and take my stick and kind of pull him down around his neck and see if I can hold him. All right. Yeah, roll two, attack with forceful, let's say. I was going to ask if I could do it with flashy. Okay, so yeah, you like leap up in there, make a big show of it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Roll two, attack with flashy. Mewtwo's going to try and defend with quick. That's a plus two. Mewtwo also gets a plus two. Then I'm going to invoke a fate point and make it a plus four. All right. Yeah, you're too cocky. You're not going to lose this situation. 
you put your leak around Mewtwo's neck and start pulling Mewtwo down to the cracked foundation of the arena. And it's going to take two stress from that. And then as I'm pulling him down, I'm going to pass it to Decidueye. And now that he's on the ground, I'm definitely a bit shaken, but I made my choice. I was a member of Team Rocket, and some of these people I know are just doing the best they can with what they have, but not that Don Giovanni. And so I'm going to focus up and have that same purpley glowy energy come around me and use another ghost type move. I'm gonna use Poltergeist. I'm gonna, before I even roll, I know I'm gonna use one of the broken foundations. I'm gonna pull up pieces of the foundation that have been broken by Kangaskhan. I'm gonna hurl them at Mewtwo. All right, go ahead and roll to attack with Clever then. Ayo! That is a plus seven. Very nice. Mewtwo is going to try and defend. Well, it's currently being pinned down by Farfetch, so I think probably going to have to try and defend with Forceful to just like shrug off the move if possible. And he's got that armor on. Dang it. Only getting actually a plus two. So that's five stress. Yeah, five stress against Mewtwo, who'd already taken two. Mewtwo is certainly not looking too great at this point. <laughs> I believe Mewtwo is the only one who hasn't actually gone yet in the exchange. Yeah, um, after I use that poltergeist move, I'm going to walk forward and point with one of my mangled wings and say, Not today, brother, and pass it to him. (laughs) And Mewtwo looks up at you and you hear a voice that echoes throughout your own head. We'll see about that. And is going to just use Psychic against you. Going to attack with Clever. How would you like to try and defend? Ooh, Psychic will do some damage. Um, I am going to try and focus my mind on my good friends and the camaraderie we've built through our merry companionship. Mm-hmm. Pokemonship? Mm, I'm trying to make Pokemon and companionship one word. It's just not going to happen. Pokemonship. Pokemonship. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that you can defend with Clever for that. Why not? All right. Random question. How often have you seen someone roll four negatives on a die? Uh, It's not very common. (laughs) Well, with my plus three clever, that is a negative one. (laughs) So here's the fun thing here. Mewtwo got a plus six. Oh my God. (laughs) And is going to spend another fate point to invoke Mewtwo's sworn enemy, bringing it up to a plus eight. All right. As my mind is racked by this pain, far-fetched directly in front of me, I give him a wink as my eyes begin to water and I say... This experience is yours. And I faint. No! (laughs) Oh my gosh. The first time that one of our characters is completely taken out and we can't say that they die, they have to faint. (laughs) Can't give you that full satisfaction, Ned. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I got close with Oleg, so I guess. (laughs) So that was bringing it up to an eight, right? Mm -hmm. And I have a mild consequence left and four stress. So even if I'd taken it all, there was nothing I could really do about it. Even because even if I took another fate point lower by two, I'm still taking six stress. Yeah. So the mild consequence that we're going to give you is fainted (laughs) for the sake of completeness. You see Decidueye fall unconscious to the ground, and you hear a voice from behind Mewtwo say, he's not the only one who's defected from this clan, and Meowth is going to use the free invoke on Meowth will save us all one day. Yes, he will. (laughs) Shows up right behind Mewtwo, had been like lurking in the shadows the entire time. You see the coin on Meowth's forehead glow, and is going to use Payday on Mewtwo. Oh, yeah. Going to attack with Flashy and gets a plus five. Mewtwo is going to try and dodge with Quick, getting a plus four. 
Mewtwo has one stress left. <gasps> now saved the day. <laughs> so in a flash of golden coins, you see Mewtwo's helmet go flying off into the distance. Its eyes close and the body thuds to the ground. And as the light dissipates from Mewtwo's eyes, far-fetched, you feel the light beginning to coalesce around the EXP share helmet that you're wearing. And all of the armor that you have on you begins to pop off as your own surfetched armor begins to grow in underneath it. I look at myself, my one wing, look at my other wing full of armor, and I look up at Don Giovanni and I fly up there and stand right in front of him with my leak. <laughs> and he looks down at Mewtwo who has fallen and that fall, you know, Mewtwo's a pretty hefty Pokemon. And since there was already the unstable foundation, you feel the entire place beginning to shake. And Don Giovanni looks up at you in terror, and all the other Clan Rocket members are looking very frightened as well. And with a frown on his face, he sings, Look like Clan Rocket's blasting off again. <laughs> and the entire place just explodes, and all of the Clan Rocket members go shooting off into the sky. Can I, can I, in that moment, is it all right if I try something? Like what? So here's my question. You could say Don Giovanni was pretty surprised at seeing Mewtwo faint, like a little shocked. Mm -hmm. One might even say paralyzed. <laughs> and then with the destruction of the arena, like, would you say he took a little damage? Probably. Okay, cool. So with me being behind him, which is another factor I'd like to add in, I would like to invoke, uh, I am my own master and use my Pokeball to try and catch Don Giovanni. <laughs> Oh, wow. Seeing as he is damaged, paralyzed, and I am behind him, so I have the proximity bonus. I feel pretty good about these odds. <laughs> Roll to attack with Sneaky. He's going to try and defend with... What can he defend with? Alright, well I got a plus six. He's just gonna def a flat roll for Don Giovanni, that's a plus two. <laughs> Your Iron Maiden-like Pokeball opens up and you see Don Giovanni begin to dissolve into a swirl of light and get caught within the ball, lands in front of you, shakes once, twice, thrice, and you hear the final click. <laughs> he will not be doing this nonsense again. Now I'm your dad. Uh, and yes, I would like to nickname him uh, Smellbutt. I would like to nickname my new Don Giovanni Smellbutt. So as, as things are settling down, Scyther has dragged Decidueye over to one of the other Chanseys who's been double teamed up in the crowd. You get some healing. And as you all look around you at the brand new castle that apparently you guys are the owners of now, now, I think that is where we're going to conclude our story in the world of the Merry Pokemon. Oh, man. That was epic. Holy cow. I can't wait to sell my new Pokemon on the black market. <laughs> well, thanks everybody so much for listening to Improv Tabletop this week. We'll be back next month with more adventures in a brand new setting. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be just as happy as Meowth was knowing that his anime protagonist's destiny was fulfilled if you go <laughs> ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can comment on one of our posts or tweet about us using hashtag ImpTabSetting or hashtag ImpTabAspect. Let's do a round of plugs. 
As always, sister podcast, I cast Fireball, D&D 5e actual play. Dungeons and Dragons is fun. I'm in it. Uh, Thomas is in it. Caleb and Heather were in it for a little bit. It's a good time. Go check it out. What else? Avatar, you say? I love Avatar The Last Airbender and its subsidiary product, The Legend of Korra. <laughs> if you want more of that kind of stuff, we have an Avatar campaign that we are running as well. Go listen to that. It is tons of fun. We're off to a good start. The other thing that I would like to plug this week, uh, part of me feels like it would be appropriate to plug the opera Don Giovanni by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, but I don't actually know anything about that opera, so instead, I'm going to plug more Pokemon music. A couple really awesome musical groups that I'm a huge fan of. One is the 8-Bit Big Band. Yes! They do big band covers of all kinds of video game music. They're super, super good. Uh, the other group is a duo called Too Saxy. It is Grace Kelly on alto saxophone and Leo P on baritone saxophone. They are a wonderful duo. They teamed up with the 8-Bit Big Band a few years back to do this amazing cover of the Pokemon theme song. Awesome. It is like the growliest, most sensuous saxophone tone that I've ever heard. <laughs> and it is, it is wonderful. It's amazing. Go check it out. JP, is there anything that you would like to plug? I will plug the video game I am playing right now, which is Tiny Tina's Wonderland. <laughs> which is, I want to check that one out. It is amazing. I am loving it. So many D&D references. The cast of the, they're just funny. It's just great. I know it's got like Will Arnett and... Uh, what, Andy Samberg. Yeah, Andy Samberg. Uh, what's her name from SNL also? Wanda uh, Sykes. That's who I was thinking yep. of. And um, there's also, I used to watch this uh, YouTube channel, Team Four Star, and they do Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yes! So the guy good. who does like Krillin and Vegeta and stuff is like the voice of the main character. Like oh. if you change, you can change his voice or whatever. I'm listening to it and I'm like, this guy sounds so familiar. That is fantastic. <laughs> it's quite a ride. It's pretty fun. Nice. Connor, is there anything that you would like to plug? <sighs> yes. Hello, friends. Uh, those of you who've listened to the podcast before may know that myself and several other members of this cast are big nerds. That said, I have been reading The Wheel of Time. Uh, I am just about to be finished with The Eye of the World. That's book one. By the time this comes out, I will be done. And it is fantastic. It is, I believe, 14 books, maybe 15, including a prequel. Brandon Sanderson, who is also a big uh, returning name here on this podcast, wrote the last few books, and it's fantastic. If you like high fantasy or you just like good books, The Wheel of Time is an amazing series. Right on, right on. Christian, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes. First, a real plug. <laughs> Book Lover Soaps. Mm. Mentioned on here before, my wife and I actually just got some. The one that I was most excited about was the D20, and it smells so good. Does it smell like victory? It smells like a nat 20 every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also had been kind of holding off. You know, Caleb has been plugging Book Lover Soaps, his wife's soap business, for a very long time. But there was this part of me that was like, but I've got like my old spice scent that I chose years and years and years years ago. I can't, I can't switch from that. Turns out I could, and I did, and it was a good idea. Woo! Yeah, I mean, they are all, all good. Rachel knows her freaking soaps, y'all. She does, and we got them really quickly, too. I know that they were out for a bit, but they are back in, and that's just bookloverssoaps.com. But my, more of an update than a plug, I know last time I mentioned that I was hunting for a shiny Rowlet to base off my character here, which I don't know that I ever revealed my name. Uh, it was Robin Hoot. <laughs> and so I, um, up until last night, I spent a couple hours at least every day soft resetting, trying to get that shiny Pokemon. And last night I turned to my wife and I said, this is the last one, shiny or not, I'm playing this game because we're recording tomorrow. 
and I reset it, and I went through the dialogue mashing the A button, and it wasn't shiny. But I have Robin Hood. She's not shiny, but she's fighting good so far, so that's my update. Yes, and for those who, who weren't quite with it in this one, Decidueye was canonically a girl. Oh yeah, sorry if that wasn't clear from my phenomenal voice acting. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious. <laughs> Well, that ended poorly, and I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Look, sometimes the lesson you learn is that there was no lesson, and it was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody for joining us here in the world of the Merry Pokemon. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Justin Porter, a.k.a. JP, and I have finally evolved. <laughs> Connor McDouglas Woodard. I am a mere couple boss fights away from being the true Elden Lord. Mm. And Christian Randall, the quitter. Woo! <laughs> Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Improv Tabletop. You know what? Death was my favorite part, too.